Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Impulse Control Experiment. We are getting really, really close to the end here, so I thought I'd bring in another one of my awesome friends. Um, today with me is one of the guys that works harder than anybody that I know, uh, Mr. Corey Piper of Not Never Films. How's it going, Corey? Good, man. How are you? How's, how's things been? Um, things have been good. Um, things have been oh, yeah, tough. Corey, I'm not... Uh... Whatever you said, that's, that's not what I'm into right now. Uh, so the project is, is the impulse control experiment. I have been trying uh, my damnedest to stay away from all of my vices. So um, if anybody's jumping in for the first time or for you, if you haven't been with me, so that is any drugs, any booze, uh, carbs, sugar, pornography, masturbation, um, and and then taking all that out and then inputting a large amount of mental exercise, uh, self-hypnosis, meditation. I'm taking uh, some Reiki classes. I even did this really cool thing uh, called breath work. Um, and uh, I've made no bones about it. I've done some psychedelics in my life. And the breath work was simply a, a method of breathing. And it gave me a psychedelic experience. Um, just through, um, through that. So I think that that may be something that I begin to explore as more natural ways to explore, um, altered states as I go through, uh, into the project. But all that being said, um, I've had a few instances where I've eaten some carbs, especially Thanksgiving. Um, the night, um, actually the last night I saw you when we were upstairs for the last night, uh, I did have an emotional event as we left, and um, I decided that I was going to, and this was, mind you, on day two of the experiment, so okay. I did um, falter on day two of the experiment. I went home and smoked a joint uh, to kind of help, you know, ease the pain a little bit, uh, but other than that, I've been doing pretty good. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going well. And I am now that being said, as I see you drinking that, uh, delicious Balvenie there. Um, oh, and it has to be Balvenie, which is like my absolute favorite, uh, scotch. I'm not a big scotch guy, but mm, Balvenie, I'm in. <laughs> so, but I'm sitting here like 30 hours away. So I do have, yeah. I do have, so my buddy who I had on a couple episodes ago, uh, Mitch, he actually sells beer for Three Stars Brewing out of Maryland, and he was here, and he left me a um, coffee and rye barrel-aged um, porter that, ah. yeah, the clock, is, the clock is on for that guy, so, um, so yeah. Um, so anyways, getting into the whole reason why I brought you here, uh, like I said, um, so I met Corey, um, about a year ago, I would say something like that. And I think it's maybe, yeah, something like that. Maybe not quite that long. Um, but a friend of mine took some pictures of me for my website and I said, okay, now I need some video work. And she said, here, call this guy. And I did. And I didn't know. Uh, how skilled you were, how driven you were at the time, and how hard you worked. And through that, we've worked on some projects together. Uh, you've come with, to some shows with me and done some filming on that. And just through getting to know you, um, whether it is your filmmaking, whether it is your music, whether it is just your friendship, uh, you're just an all-around awesome dude. And I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about how it is that you work so damn hard. Um, what is it that keeps you going and, and drives you? 
okay, so we got to rewind a little bit about two and a half years ago. Take your time. Yeah, so two and a half years ago, I was homesick from work, and I was, uh, I was contagious, but I didn't feel ill. And uh, where I work, uh, I'm in phone sales. I'm a recruiter. So if you come in there and make people lose their voice, you're a real son of a bitch. <laughs> so if, if you're contagious, or if you might be contagious, you stay home. That's mm. There's no other thing about it. Um, so I was staying home and I, I, I was coffee and shitty, but I wasn't like, um, wasn't like feeling bad. I was just stuffed up and stuff. Uh, we had a party at our house that weekend or the weekend before or the weekend before. And, uh, somebody had left a camera that could record video. It was a Sony something or other. And, uh, I, I looked at it. It's kind of like, uh, it was like sitting on this ledge for a few weeks. And I was like, looking at it, like I should mess with that. And I'd walk around and go do something else. And the next day, I'd be like, I should mess with that. And then the day came where I was homesick. I didn't have shit to do. And, oh, should I keep my language clean? No, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. I didn't have, I didn't have nothing to do. And uh, I filmed myself walking around my house, uh, goofing around and uh, walk from different angles. So I cut different angles of things happening. And then I went and found a free video editing software. And I vetted it all together and added a song to it. And I looked at it the first time through when it was all done. And I was like, my life has just changed forever. <laughs> and I, I knew it instantly. Like it just, wow. I, I became instantly, I was like, I have to become a filmmaker. And um, so I started researching and looking on websites and, and I got what I would call a, a analysis paralysis, which is uh as opposed to doing stuff, I just looked up stuff to how to do stuff. And uh, I just spent way too much time doing that. And then one day I said, you know what? Screw it. Uh, I wrote a script. And it was a stupid script about a guy and his wife. It was actually true to my life. Uh, and um, I didn't have another guy at the house this one night. And I was like, Jen, you and our friend Leslie, I was like, we're recording this. And so instead of making it a guy and his wife, I changed it to uh, two women that were married. Because Jen and Leslie had recently gone to a photo shoot where they were um, wearing wedding dresses for some company. So I had a picture of these two chicks wearing wedding dresses. Sorry, man, my computer's dinging. Uh, wedding dresses side by side. And I was like, eh, prop. So I threw that in there, used that as an establishing shot. And I had this story of them arguing about some shit. And uh, then I went home. Then I went, edited that together, showed it to my friends. And I, they were like, this is really, really bad. And I was like, I know. <laughs> it's so much fun. Um, and then right after that point, Jesus Christ, right after that point, um, I decided, this was uh, December, or no, I'm sorry, late September, early October 2016, and I decided that I was going to do what you're doing. I cut out uh, all drugs, alcohol, I added sugar. I didn't do carbs, but I cut out everything and I started working out and I started waking up at 5 a.m. to start working on my video projects because every time I try to do stuff after work, uh, things just happened. You know, we had dinner dates or we had to go do this or I got a flat or, you know, any number of things happened. Um, so I decided to flip it to five because at 5 a.m. nothing happens. Right. Quiet. The sun isn't even up yet. My wife's not up. My dog's not up. It's just me and my goals and my ambitions and how much work can I get done in the next 90 minutes to two hours before I have to get up and cook me and my wife breakfast. 
So that stuck until New Year's Eve that night, uh, which a couple times during that time, my wife looked at me and she goes, Corey, she goes, I love you. I'm proud of you. But the man I married was a scotch drinker. (laughs) (laughs) Best wife ever. (laughs) She is pretty amazing. But I got one of those too. Yep. So um, New Year's Eve, I got hammered, had a good time. But I still kept waking up at five. That never stopped. And I kept grinding. And I kept writing these short films. And then I found uh, movie meetup groups. And then I found actors. And I found directors of photography. And I just kept busting my ass on other people's sets so that they would, uh, you know, look at me and like me and hopefully want to play with me. And I just, you know, I just worked my ass off for everyone around me as best I could. And then I started getting a little bit better. And then my stuff started not sucking as much. And then people started to want to work on my projects too. And um, yeah, man, and now I still wake up at five. I still grind as hard as I can every day for two hours in the morning. Then I would cook us breakfast, go to work, come home, and grind about another 90 minutes or so because I got to spend time with my wife. Mm-hmm. Apparently, apparently, spending time means watching the same dumb stuff on TV. <laughs> can't be next to each other. Spending time, quality time means watching the same dumb shit on TV. So that's where I'm at now. So I met you through some friends. I grind. We grinded together. I liked you. You liked me. And uh, now we're talking on the interwebs. Yeah. And so, no, no, it's, it's all great stuff. It's, this, dude, this podcast is basically, a lot of it is just me by myself. So I have, by the time it's all done, I'll probably have like six or seven episodes that have, you know, interview style with somebody else. And so these folks, if they're actually listening, they love hearing somebody else's story because they've heard about everything I had to say. So I'm like, I'm right here at the finish line. And I think last night's episode was pretty rough because I'm running out of stuff to say. I mean, I chose this project to learn to grind because you and I've had this conversation before. Like I envy you for your ability to grind. And because I I have up until recently been a fairly lazy guy, you know, I can spend a whole day at home with my dreams and ambitions and sit on the couch and just think about my dreams and ambitions and not do anything. You know, something that happened to me is uh, one day I was sitting there. It was during my, it was right, right around the time where I wasn't doing the alcohol and everything. And I started like, taking a catalog of what I was getting accomplished in the day and where I spent my time. And I realized that I was given about anywhere from one hour to four hours a day to video games. Yeah. And I had fun, but I wasn't really that good at them. And I started thinking to myself and I was reading a book, uh, uh, seven habits of highly successful people. And one of the things, one of the habits was begin with the end in mind. And it said, think about your uh, epitaph or your obituary. And what do you want it to say? And I started thinking, I was like, do I want my obituary to say this guy was dope at first person shooter video games? <laughs> or do I want this video to say this guy was an excellent filmmaker and an inspiration? And I mean, the answer was obvious to me. Yeah. And I haven't spent more than 30 minutes in a week on a video game since. Yeah. I, well, Clash of Clans, but that doesn't count because that's just one poop. <laughs> <laughs> I love your transparency. It makes me so happy. Um, <laughs> And, 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 you know, that's one of the things that's about the only place where my, uh, my time has been wasted because I got rid of other vices and I always feel like you need to throw in some kind of replacement when you're doing that or else you'll go right back to your things. Um, I did go buy uh, an Xbox one and red dead redemption and 
Oh, it's it's dope. It's so much fun. Everybody says the best game ever. Yeah, I mean, just rolling around on horses, shooting people in the face, you know. But it's be the best video game cowboy. I want to be the best movie maker. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's one of the things that I struggle with is like I've wasted entire Saturdays playing that game because like it's one of these big open world games where if you're not spending four or five hours, you're not getting anything done. So there's no reason to sit down and play for half an hour because you'll just get to where you're going and then have to start over again. So that's been a little bit of a time waster for me, but with the clear head and all the other things and, and um, getting to bed at a decent time, I've been able to work much more. Um, so, but I do, I do totally feel you on that one. And was it, so was it just kind of natural motivation and maybe that book and things that kind of kicked you in the pants and are you just naturally that gift no. that you can just take control? Or like, where did you, what were, you know, I talk uh, during this thing a lot about the tools and things that have helped me get here. Is there anything in your toolkit that really helped you move that way? Um, for a long time, I, I, I was the guy that had all these big plans and I had bought all the books on how to do it. And I never pulled the trigger on anything, man. I was going to be a real estate investor. I was going to be a, a dope music producer. Which I mean, I made a few tracks that got released, and with more, and they were okay. Uh, Your but, music's dope, for real. Yeah, that's music I play. That's other people's music. I I I have friends that make dope music. Right. So, and I and I I have it. I have almost as good of an ear as my wife does. Pisses me off so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's something special there when you two uh, when you two DJ together. That's for yeah, sure. I, I I have a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, you know, I try to make music. I try to do a bunch of different things. And none of it, you know, none of it just grabbed me and changed me at my cellular level, like making that video that one day when I was sick, like I just immediately said, mediocre is no longer enough. Just, wow. in, just it, it changed me. I, bought a, I did buy some books because that's in my DNA. I like to read about stuff. Uh, but then I just started doing um, you know, I, I wrote a bunch of shorts. I shared them with uh, some local filmmaking community people, and they were like, "This is awesome. You should make it." And then I was like, "Yeah, we should make it." And they're like, "It's probably going to cost about five grand." And I was like, "You're a fucking maniac. There's no way <laughs> for me." Um, so you know, and I just started working. You know, I just started grinding, man. And I got addicted to the work. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's only 24 hours in a day, and I try to sleep between seven and eight of them. And I got to get eight to work and I've got to get an hour, you know, 30 minutes in between there. So there's, you know, you've got a finite amount of time. And I don't know if it's, this is like, I don't know if this is a midlife crisis because I am 41. Um, I, you know, but it, it, something changed. It just, it, it mediocre was not good enough. The sky was the limit. I've always thought of, I was raised very pragmatically. My family always told me that you can do anything you want whatever it is, but it's not because you're you. It's because you're willing to work hard enough to get it. Like, you're not special. You're as good as anybody, but you're not better than anybody. And I was, I'm so happy to be raised like that because so many people today are raised thinking that they got something nobody else has, and I don't have anything that nobody else has. I'm just willing to work harder than everyone else to get what I want. And if that's, that's the long and short of it, man. Like, if I find out that you're working five hours a day to become the best filmmaker a day, or best filmmaker of our time, I'm going to work six. And I'm going right. to tell you I'm working four. Right. <laughs> this is how I am, man. Like, I, it, 
it matters to me more than anything I can think of. It and and you know, it's it's asking a lot of people, dude. Like asking somebody to sit down and stop the world and look at this screen, whether it's a big screen on a wall in a movie theater or the screen on their phone, just turn the whole rest of the world off and just pay attention to the story you got to tell. Uh, there's a lot of people that really suck at that. And I've been one of them and I'm still kind of one of them, but I'm getting better. Um, and I just want to make movies that people just, they, they respond to, that people have an emotional connection. I want, I want Goonies. I want, you know, I want, I want my movies to make people think, damn it, that's so amazing. Damn it, why didn't I think of that? It was so easy to do when it's not easy at all. But I just want, I want it to feel effortless and fun and exciting. That's what I want, man. That's awesome, man. That is so awesome. And, you know, that brings me back just to connect with my with the podcast. Um, a few episodes ago, I talked about passion. Um, and, and that's what that is. And that's what, like, as I'm diving in here to, you know, to hypnosis and to my change work and to learning these things, that's what I'm finding is the more passionate you get about something, the easier the work becomes. The work becomes what you do and you have to do it. But I also spoke about what you do when you don't know what your passion is and how to explore this thing and that thing and that thing and go outside your comfort zone. And, and, you know, when something hits you just to go check it out and, you know, right there, man. Comfort zone. You are not living. Yeah. And, and like I said, like I was telling you earlier, I went to that breath work thing that was way outside my comfort zone. Like I've never been to a yoga studio ever. Um, I've never, I've done some yoga, like on a video at home, you know, but, um, yeah, you're just gonna, yeah, just gonna throw that out there. Huh? <laughs> uh, so, and, and that, and when I did that, I not only learned so much about that modality, but experiencing that taught me so much about myself and I learned so much and I learned and I may have even found something that I'm going to start digging into, which is the ability to create altered states naturally. Um, actually, the, the episode that I'm going to release when we finish here, I'm a few days behind on the episodes going out. Um, the episode I'm going to release today, I was talking with my mentor and he kind of talking to me about how that might be something that might be a nice niche for me. I do that. I'm, I'm pretty, dude. It happens. Uh, you know, uh, I'll say this is, this is one of the few, um, oh, I don't know what the right word is it for. I'm not going to use the R word cause it's not, but I don't get my hair cut by white people cause they don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> they don't get that fade right, do they? No, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, you can go to great clips. I was right there with you. Right. You can go to great clips and take 20 minutes or you can go, you know, to the barber shop where all these dudes are just goofing Great around and having a good time. Right. I know. Oh yeah. Lay me back and getting the shave on. I'm all about it, man. I'm all about it. I'm a performer. I, I got to look good, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> behind the camera. Cause don't nobody want to look at this. That's all right though. That's all right. I tell thick and fart jokes all day long. <laughs> and they help. I think that's what makes you an amazing director is that you can make somebody laugh when they're stressed out about, you know, not doing the right thing in front of the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Oh there's, there's a reason why I don't play scripts. There's a reason why you're not going to act me to act in your next movie. Oh, there, yes, you're, you're right. <laughs> I'll stand in the background and clap for somebody. 
Um, so come to another poignant question. What, what is it when, cause you've got to have that day where your alarm goes off at five and the bed's warm and outside the bed's cold. And like, is it still just pure passion that kicks you in the ass and gets you out of bed? Or, you know, what is, is it, is that what, you know, I don't want to keep asking the question to get to the same answer when passion is, is always a great answer, but like when it's not going well, right? what do you turn to in that state? First of all, there are mornings when the alarm goes off and it's five o'clock in the morning. Actually, my alarm's set for uh, 4.50 now. And, uh, and I'm about to take it to 4.15, I think. Uh, well, it, it, I, I don't know. I just, I need a little more. I need a little more. Um, so there are mornings when the alarm goes off and I'm just like, man, I can just sleep for another hour. I can still get up, grind it for 30 hard minutes, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll smack my alarm and I'll roll over on my side and I'll comfort, I'll get up. And then in my head, I'll hear, really, bitch? Really? And then I, and I, and I try to justify it. And I, sometimes I fight it for up to like 20 minutes. Uh, but, and I'll even fall asleep. And as soon as I start to fall asleep, the pains of guilt just punch me because I, I have a good life. You know, I'm not, I'm not in a third world country. I, I'm not poor. I'm not sick. I, I, I have so many benefits and I have so many legs up in life that I have to, I, it's a waste. If I feel this driven about something and I don't just chase after it like a sprinter, like, like, a, like, a, like a lion going after a gazelle. If I don't chase it like that, then I'm slapping people in the face that, don't, that have that passion and don't have the ability to chase it because I do. And that, that matters to me, man. Like it just matters to me that I've been blessed with a, a sharp mind and an able body and a wife that, that supports me because she really does. She's 100% supportive. She, she asks, what, what more can she do to help? You know? Awesome. And uh, not everybody has that, man. You know, not everybody has a wife that says you should drink more scotch and want to go make some more movies. I mean, <laughs> like, that's just, I win. I win. Yeah. I beat you. I beat you. I beat you. I win. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. totally awesome. Um, okay. So now I want to play, now I want to play devil's advocate because um, I know what you have coming up. And so I want to ask this question in a way because I, I feel like there's, there's some, um, some chutzpah or some uh, not conceitedness, but I'll just shut up and ask it. What makes you think that you have the audacity to handle taking on a feature length film like you're getting ready to do? Why is it that you can do that? Because your longest film that you just finished is how long? Three and a half minutes. Three and a half minutes. And so you're going to jump from three and a half minutes to probably well over an hour and a half? 90, 90 minutes probably. Yeah. Um, all right only people that are capable of changing the world are those that believe they can. I love it. You know, so if I, why, why me? Why anything? Yep. Why me? Uh, because I'm willing to do it because, because I, 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 because I'm willing to take the extra steps past everybody else that hesitates. That's it. I'm not special. I'm not better than anybody else. I'm just willing to fail. And I guarantee you that this movie is going to suck ass. <laughs> I'm so ashamed of it. Uh, I may not even try to release it. I might even try to sell it. I might raise the money up for it and just 
watch it and be like, fuck. You just, you know, it's probably going to suck ass. And you know what? It's okay. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Because I'm willing to fail harder as long as it gets me one step closer to where I want to be. I don't mind it. I, I, I am 100% okay with failure. It, I learned so much more because I've shot probably 10 short films and I've only finished three of them. And that's because I made too big of grabs. I tried too hard, tried to go too fast, too far. And I went way beyond my skill set, and I failed miserably. And I had to call people up and apologize to them and say, hey, I realized that you gave me 13 hours this day of your time, and I don't have hardly shit to show you for it. And I'm sorry, but I promise you I'm going to do it again. And if you want to jump in line and play with me again, I'm, come on. But, you know, uh, I, nothing's going to stop me, man. And I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm going to do it because I'm going to do it because I'm ballsy enough to do it. That's it, really. That's amazing, dude. And that's, and that's exactly it. And you know, that part of that is, is similar to why I'm doing this very podcast. Why I'm talking to you right now is because, you know, when I started this, before I started this, I said, does anybody want to listen to me talk about like, oops, I intended to not eat carbs today and I screwed up, you know, or, you know, like, um, talk about what helps me to not do that. And I thought, well, Maybe somebody will, maybe somebody won't. And I, if I'm doing this and I'm doing 30 episodes and if not one person listens, then it's going to help me learn why and why I'm not getting my message across. And it was really one of the first times that I've ever jumped in and really dared to fail. Um, Are you doing this one a night, every night for the last 30 days? So I took off um, Black Friday and I took off Thanksgiving and Black Friday um, are the only two. And probably the biggest thing that I've learned about podcasting is if you're trying to podcast every day, you're going to run out of shit to talk about. <laughs> yeah. There's guys out there that do it once a week and they're like, I got nothing to say. Yeah. And, and I'll admit like last night was, was tough. I talked about uh, anger on the previous episode and kind of how to handle that and you know, what's good and bad about it. Um, and I don't feel like it was a strong episode to be honest. Um, but that being said, I feel like there's some really strong episodes in here and I feel like, um, I, I actually know. So actually I'm celebrating today because I have analytics on my podcast app today. I crossed over a thousand total listens. Really? So yeah. So, you know, so I'm pretty stoked about that. What's that? Pretty good numbers, man. Yeah. Yeah. So now that's over, um, yesterday I threw out episode 21. Um, but like episode one has, yeah, no, they're, they're awesome. Like episode one has 117 listens. Like I'm so stoked about it. Yeah. That's, that's impressive. And as where I would like more, um, <clears throat> if you're listening, I would like more reviews on iTunes. That would be wonderful and help me spread the message. But, um, at the same time, I have had a few people send me some emails and say, you know, Hey, um, I like what you're doing here. It was inspirational or can you help me with this thing? Um, and that just means the absolute world to me, sure. you know, when is the video of us, is that going up or is it just a conversation? Um, so when I do the video ones, I'm, uh, going to throw those up on YouTube. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and then the cool thing about the app I use, which is zoom is it'll split the audio and the video so that I can throw it up both, um, podcast and video. So, 
if you like the things that you said here, you are welcome to have it for yours as well. Because uh, you did frame yourself up so nicely. When you do the audio, you should do like one of those, click the link here, like those guys always do in the videos I see. I always love that shit. They're like, up oh, there, we've got the point. Touch that. Click yeah. That. I, I don't know. I'll have to figure out how to do that. But yeah, click the link right where Corey pointed. Google tell you. And go, uh, go, go give me a, a review on the iTunes. <laughs> so, um, awesome, man. Well, um, I know you've got a film coming out that you're going to do something with too. Do you want to kind of tell us about it and tell us where people can see it? Yeah. Um, so, uh, last, I guess it was shit right before in September or August, I filmed a short, uh, it was a one day film about 14 or 15 hours. It's about a old broke down fighter who is giving his first fighter its first pep talk uh, before the first match. And uh, it takes place in an underground boxing type environment, real gritty, real loud, real fast pass or punch, punch, jab talk. You know, it's a real cut quick and it's real fast and dirty. Uh, the edit's done. The sound is done. I'm delivering it to the colorist uh, this next week. And then it will be completed, and I'm going to save it because there is a St. Louis Filmmaker Showcase coming up next fall, and I'm going to submit it to that. Uh, I've been going to that thing for the last two years, and I never put anything I made into it because I've never been proud to put my name on something that I've made, and I'm very proud to put my name on this one. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it looks as good as any movie I've ever seen. It's beautiful. Uh, it's shot well, uh, of course, which means I didn't shoot it. Um, it's the, I, I, assume, I, I assembled my Avengers and these guys are just amazing filmmakers. And for some reason they agreed to do this with me. And I mean, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. I had a bunch of extras on set and we had some boxing and fighting scenes with the ring that we had to create out of nothing. It was a uh, super cool, man. It, it it doesn't look like it cost me what it cost me. And uh, it's the first thing I'm going to put up on my IMD page, IMDb page. Nice. So I'm going to add an IMDb page, and I'm going to put my name on that project and let everybody else put their name on it as well if they want to. But uh, I've never, ever felt this good about something I've ever created in my entire life. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, never. Super never. proud of you. Better than all my music, better than everything. And, and, and I'll also say, man, like I know it was uh, that music video that you put out recently. Um, yeah. And, and that thing was awesome. And I mean, now I did have a, an emotional connection cause you did film at upstairs, which is the place that we've been talking about that we both you stronger than me, but we both have a strong emotional connection to, um, and you know, the way it was shot and the way it showed not only our place, but our friends and just the way that you really dove me back into that experience like just the way you put it together, it was beautiful. And it did, uh, I mean, it, it threw me those emotions that you were talking about wanting to deliver, you know, when you're telling a story. And I feel like it, it really did bring you back into that spot. It was, so, yeah. I, I was very happy with the way it turned out. I will say that uh, uh, Scott, the uh, Uncle Scott, the producer of the track, he definitely helped deliver part of that mix and that, uh, that, the edit of the video. He had some things he added in after, he had some footage that I didn't have when I first started. And he kind of threw it in, and we came together and edited it all together and tightened it up. So it wasn't 100% me, but it, it, was, it was good, wasn't it? it was oh, it was, it was awesome. It, it, it hits me in the feels because we don't get to go back there. Right. 
that's the, that's the only thing that I have to, you know, other than memories to look back on. And there's actually a little bit of footage of me DJing in there from the last night we snuck in there. Oh, that's awesome. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, um, I think unless there's anything else you would like to add or anything else you want to say that's powerful or emotional or. <laughs> I'm just going to put you on the spot. I need you to give me a spiritual moment right quick. Well, you know, um, is there anything, is there anything else that's, that's, that's part of your, your big upcoming project um, that, well, that you are not sure about or, you know, afraid of or, you know, that's new? Say that, say that again because I was talking. I am afraid of everything. Afraid of everything. Right now, I am, I'm currently interviewing people in the city because my, 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 my movie takes place in St. Louis. Nice. Uh, and, it, and I don't know if anybody knows this, but St. Louis has the greatest concentration of Bosnians outside of Bosnia. There's currently 70,000 Bosnians in St. Louis. Uh, a vast majority of them migrated here in the 90s when they were leaving a war-torn country. So my, one of the main characters in my movie is a Bosnian immigrant. And I'm interviewing people now to get war stories to find out who this character needs to be and what she needs to feel and where she came from. Uh, I'm interviewing uh, MMA promoters, I'm interviewing fighters, I'm interviewing all kinds of people to get a better understanding of the environment that my story takes place in because I've, I've never been an immigrant, you know? I've never been an MMA fighter, I've never been a promoter of MMA fighters, I've been a promoter of parties, but so, and all of this terrifies me. I'm talking to strangers, taking them out for beers, we're having conversations, laughing, crying, having a good time, and then I come home and I assemble the information, and right now I am doing, taking three by five cards and putting them against the wall with scenes from my movie and arranging them so they go on the X and trying to figure out the layout of my movie and the, you know, how it progresses and how it moves and happens. And then once I get all the scenes laid out, then I'll pull them off and I'll go to my computer and I'll type it. I'll type my movie out and then it's gonna suck. And then I'm gonna type it again and again and again. And uh, then I'm gonna hire actors to come in and read for parts. And then I'm gonna hire a crew to help me plan the movie out. And then we're gonna shoot it. And, uh, and then we're gonna edit it and then we're gonna color it and we're gonna do sound and I'm gonna put it out there. And if it's not awful, I'm gonna put my soul in front of everyone and say, look, this is what I did, what do you think? And then I'm gonna feel like a fucking little boy on a big boy's chair with my little bow tie thinking i hope that they don't tear me up and i hope they like me and i'm scared of all of it man every single step every single bit of it terrifies me and I'm still doing it every single day and uh hopefully it doesn't suck but if it does i'll do it again and then that one will suck a little bit less there it is dude that that's awesome man that's so beautiful like one of the whole one of the reasons that i'm doing this is to show people you know a lot of this there's some really personal stuff in this podcast and to show people like look you know life is hard and life is scary and these things are are tough or, or they're not or you just buckle down and do it because that's what you have to do and because you know it becomes your oxygen it's what you have to do to live and um just an, another perspective being like, yeah, this is hard, but yeah, this is scary, but I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, Cause there's no other way to do it. It doesn't, doesn't discount you from having to do it. Yeah. Amazing dude. I, 
like, I know I've told you this before, but I want you to know it every time I say it, you really do inspire me. And uh, I'm super happy that we met. So I, me too, brother. I'm good. I'm, I'm glad you, 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 you are equally inspiring. You, you go out there and you get in front of people and you say your shit and people fall down and they have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, it's tough. And I see you grind too. And uh, I appreciate you as well. Awesome, man. Awesome, man. Oh, well, thank you. I need that. I'm so insecure about my yeah. hair. <laughs> I, I'm not. It's, just a, it's a wispy thing up there that I have now. It's over. It's over for me. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I always wrap up here by uh, letting everybody know that uh, do your absolute best to make every day better than the day before. And if you fail, that's okay because tomorrow will be easier. So live with gratitude, celebrate your victories, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, everybody.